With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Pat Forty, and you are listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. Another day, another week. RBK is back in the mix once again after a, a straight up hard loss. We ain't gonna front about it, but we'll get to it here in a little bit. I am Jeremy Phoenix, JN Fiend. I like to be called J Fiend, but we threw the N up in there. We got uh, B Fiend, Brandon, B Smooth, all the names you know him as. I also hate Pitt is in the mix today for pop culture. Hit you with the pop. This week, we are talking about, for pop culture, cheating in school. Oh, my word. Who would do such a thing? Who and yet it does go on. When you were in school, did you cheat? Are your kids cheating now? What are the new ways of cheating with this new COVID online screen thing going on? We want to know. We want to find out. And that's what we're talking about here today. Brandon, you old head dude, but at one time back in the day, you was all about that. Oh, cheat, 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 cheat. Maybe you weren't, but some of us were. Did you cheat in high school? Did I you cheat in, in high school? school? I cheated in high school. 100% Did cheated you? in high school. I didn't mean to, but it happened. I, I uh, like, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> See, I had a system. My system was, does this class matter? If it mattered, I didn't cheat. If it didn't matter, I went ahead and cheated because who cares? It didn't matter, right? So for those of you who know, the Caperton Center was built out by the WVUP, uh, and it was for the schools in the in the Parkersburg Catholic, I think, would go there, Williamstown High School. WVUP stands for West Virginia University at Parkersburg. But yes, thank you for the clarification. But Parkersburg South, Parkersburg High, Williamstown, Parkersburg Catholic all had the option of going there to do um, – you could go there and do uh, vocational types training. And I didn't plan on going to college, so I went to do AutoCAD out there. Well, when I got out there, I realized that I basically had gotten into this program when I should not have been admitted into this program because I had not taken any of the technical drawing classes that everybody else had taken. But these computers had the – they were the fastest, they were the newest, they were the baddest computers on the planet. And I spent my time, once I realized that I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't going to know what I was doing, I spent my time building cars on Mercedes Benz, MercedesBenzUSA.com. Mercedes uh, you, you was up on that East Bay, create your own shoe app all day. Got create you. my own shoe on Nike and East Bay nonstop and downloading as many Cash Money Records songs as I could find. Hey, man, shout out to E-Bombs World. When I was out there, that's what we was on, E-Bombs World. Shout out to Justin Howley because he was right there with me. And the thing was, we would cheat because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't understand the terminology. I didn't understand any of it because I was literally two years behind, unbeknownst to me and evidently unbeknownst to the educators who were taking, who 
put me in the program. And uh, I would just, somebody would do the work, copy it on a disc, hand it to me. I put it on my computer and boom, bang, bow. There it was. What I did, what I didn't know (laughs) (laughs) is when you do that, you have to make adjustments. Otherwise it'll come up. It won't fit just right. Ah, rookie, rookie, rookie mistake. And they caught me. He caught all of us because all of us were cheating. It wasn't like one or two. All of us were cheating, uh, except for maybe two people in the class. Everybody was cheating. And not, not because everybody didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it, and I wasn't going to know how to do it. But some people just didn't feel like doing it because they were too busy surfing the Internet like I was for hours upon hours every day. So so just in case you know you missed, I'm going to pretty much show you what Brandon did. He used some of the classic examples of excuses. He said, first, he wasn't educated enough. I wasn't. You know? excuse then he went to everybody's favorite thing to do everybody else is doing it everybody was doing it (laughs) (laughs) so he has all kinds of excuses for me it wasn't that way now i'm an intelligent person um i got good grades and i'm naturally intelligent not super intelligent maybe i didn't go to what was it trek brandon that's what you went to trek trek in elementary school maybe i didn't go to trek but i but i kept a good grade point average but my cheating started way before that. Brandon talks about college. No, we I wasn't college. Back. It was high school. We can go way back. Brandon, the first time I ever remember cheating was in kindergarten. <laughs> 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 I remember it like it was yesterday on the test by myself. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. G, G. I couldn't remember what came after G, Brandon, for the life of me. For the life of me. Brandon, I could not remember what came after G. And in that moment, I did something that would forever change in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I looked over and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i promise this is not made up this is real the first time i remember cheating was in kindergarten because i knew it i knew it and the paper was just so close and you know you gotta do what you gotta do you know i made it through school well we're not um, alone we're not no, alone no, I, let me tell you one more story one more story <sighs> to tell you i didn't kick my habit <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was sixth grade, Mrs. McAllister. And I remember Mrs. McAllister so well because she had you in class yeah. and she could never remember my name. She kept calling me Anthony. Uh, Anthony. I'm like, no, no. Which for people who don't know, that's what they called me in school. It's a long story. I'll explain it someday if you talk to me about it. Anthony. I'm like, no, that's not my name. So since you can't remember my name, I guess I have to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we were walking out the classroom. And assignment was due. And I knew how to do it. I knew the answers. I just didn't feel like doing it. And my homeboy, Ryan Dearman, shout out Ryan Dearman, all state lineman back in the day. Ryan Dearman had his paper. I'm like, yo, Dearman, hook me up with your paper. He gave me his paper. I put it in my backpack. We rolled out of class. And right before I got to the stairs, Ms. McAllister was like, excuse me, Jeremy, come back here. And I came back and, you know, I went in the classroom and there stood Ryan Dearman. 
I thought this is awkward. This is weird, but keep going, you know? Stone face, play face. She's like, ah, oh, let me see your homework. I said, well, uh, I don't have my homework. And she turned to Ryan and said, Ryan, where's your homework? And he's like, um, I don't. And then she looked back at me and I knew we had been had. I didn't give it up. But she's like, mm, I have a strange feeling that Ryan's homework is in Jeremy's backpack. This dude, I don't care. I don't care. I'm saying his name, Anthony Vinarchek. Anthony Vinarchek has sold us out. Why did he sell us out? Because he's a hater. And you got hate in your heart. Not like he's an A-plus kid. This not one of those kids knows, knows everything. Trust me, I got Anthony back. Look, we all remember the story about how I got Anthony back. Truth is, he sold us out. We both got in trouble. Both got zeros on the paper. And um, that was that was the next step in the cheating of Jeremy Phoenix. The truth is, I knew my information. I knew my, my stuff. Didn't really like homework. Homework, I would cheat on. I really wouldn't cheat on tests. I always got good grades, but you know, you know, I'm not advocating it. I'm not condoning it, but you know, sometimes, you know. No, that's where I was. I did not cheat on tests, but homework, forget it. Homework was not about, homework was not about what I actually knew. Homework was about practice. And y'all had me for eight hours in class, and now you go talk about practice? Not a game. Not not a game, not class, not a test. Practice? Practice. You don't have me for eight hours in your class now. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. You had eight and hours then, to teach me. You don't get on me about not having my homework the next day, but you, you going to wait a week to grade it. Okay. Yeah. So now, I didn't have no problem happened. copying homework when I was in school. You know what? I, I hate to switch the subject, but can we talk about how powerless teachers really were and how little did we know that? They always use them, the big, this is going to go on your permanent record. You, this is going to go on your permanent record. If I knew then what I know now, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be a whole different ball game. They had no power, but they always flexed like they did, you know? What's crazy, Jeremy, is we're not alone in, this, in cheating. Is uh, like this, There's a test or uh, not a test. In two, a 2012 Josephson Institute Center for Youth Ethics report revealed that more than half of high school students admitted to cheating on a test, while 74% reported copying their friends' homework. And a survey of 70,000 high school students across the United States between 2002 and 2015 found that 58% had plagiarized papers, while 95% admitted to cheating in some capacity. 95%, Jeremy. Uh, not surprised. I'm not surprised either. The education system is broken and needs fixed. But we ain't how, the ones to do that. We just here to talk about it. How about the new age? Like I don't, I don't have kids, so I don't know how the new age goes. I know you get online, and some people can go to real classrooms. But for a while, with this COVID thing, they were doing online. Is she's is is there a cheating possibility? I, I know there has to be. Yes, yes, a big strong one. Okay, a big strong possibility. <laughs> Kid, that they send home like when my kids have tests, they literally send, "Please do not help your kids with their with their work." That's how bad it is because parents are helping their kids cheat. Please don't help your kids with please their work. Please do not help your kids on this test. That's like a sign that says, please don't pee in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, trust me. You ain't got to worry about me helping my kids on no test. I didn't did my school. It's time for you to do yours. I'm just saying. It leaves a lot out there. But we want to know what you think. <laughs> what experiences have you had? I got to feel like some of you have been helping your kids with their work. Excuse me, not helping, doing their work for you because I know a few parents like that. Let us know. Let the RVK know. Did you cheat in high school? You're cheating now with your children's little children's. Let us know. RVK, get at us. Wrap me, boy.
Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Back with the Raspy Voice Kids is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by... Jeremy J. Phoenix, drop the N, in the building. And we are, like Jeremy said, in the building. Today we have a new segment. It's called RVK Fill in the Blank. We are going to list a sentence, and then we are both going to fill in the blank. And you will see that it's WVU-related in most cases, sometimes just college football or sports-related, but it's a brand-new segment. We're going to have some fun with it. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy it as well. Jeremy, you ready? Jordan, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, raspy voice kids, fill in this blank. This season makes me feel blank. This season has been as expected. I'll say it's been as expected. Up and down, winning at home, losing on the road, losing close games with showing improvement. This season has been as expected. Okay, I like it. Because I kind of went somewhere similar. This season has been encouraging. What? Encouraging. Yes, encouraging. I know we came off with a few bad losses, a few close losses. But if you compare it to last year, there's games. We, I mean, think about the Missouri game. This game, this season we've played, I've not once felt like we've been out athletic um, or another uh, or a number of different other things that have been in the past. I feel like encouraging when you lose by a total of I don't know, we've lost by a total of under 15 points in all three games. If you combine them um, little twist here, a little tweak there, we can be where we want to be next year. So despite the way we feel, despite the bad loss of Texas, despite the bad loss of Texas Tech, despite the bad loss to Oklahoma State, I feel, honestly, after evaluating it, I feel this year has been encouraging. RVK fill in this blank. The decision to go for it two times on the fourth and one by Neil Brown was blank. It was faithless. Now, I don't know if I'm talking about Faithless in the defense, where the defense is playing so stellar. You make a field goal the first time, you're three points down. All you have to do is kick a field goal to win the game. So where did he lack faith in the defense? Or was it Faithless in the offense where he felt like we can't score points, so we got to get him here? Either way, the, the decision to go with it on fourth and one, I'm not going with analytic. I'm going with Faithless. I will go with disappointing. I wanted it. I was, I would have been okay with him going for it had we not been so close and had the defense not been playing so well. Well, but it was disappointing because the defense had been playing well. And it was disappointing because Casey Leg had given no reason to not have faith in him kicking a field goal from that distance. Two field goals, we win the game. Now, of course, hindsight's 20 20, but I, huh? I said, "Amen." But I did feel disappointed in it overall. Even though I'm, not, I wasn't angry. I wasn't upset because I was okay with him doing it. It was disappointing. RVK fill in this blank. West Virginia's defense is blank. I'll go first on this one. West Virginia's defense is legitimate. It is legitimate. It is legitimate. It is legitimate. 
only team in all of FBS who is in the top, who's in, has a 90 point average on fo- Pro Football Focus College, 90 point average or better in coverage and in run defense. This is a legitimate defense up against a number one offense in the Big 12, only gave up 17 points to Texas at Texas. This defense is legitimate. I'll go with the word real. West Virginia's defense is real. I've been holding out all year, all year. I said, we've really not played anybody, not played a high-powered offense. We played, you know, Eastern Kentucky and the Baylors and Oklahoma State with other starting quarterback. Now we play a real offense who are putting up real numbers, and we held them down, Brandon. 17 points. 17 points. Yes, yes. This defense is one word, real. RVK fill in this blank. The Mountaineer offense is missing blank. I went back and forth, but my word for this is belief. You can put, you know, a bunch of other different words, confidence, but I put belief because they have the tools they need to be successful. But the real confidence, the real belief, the the walk on the field and know we're going to do this. That's what I don't see. I don't want to say swag. Um, It's a mix of like swag and confidence, but I'll just put belief. They have to really believe in themselves. And when they start doing that and knowing that, we can put points up on the board because we are moving the ball against great defenses. Oklahoma State and Texas, we score 13 points apiece, but we move the ball on them. So my word is the West Virginia offense is missing belief. And I'm going 21 Savage with mine. West Virginia's mountain, the West Virginia Mountaineer offense is missing a lot. Okay, <laughs> straight up a lot. We don't. We have a quarterback whose arm is not strong enough to really stretch the field consistently, even when the receivers are open. Receivers who don't catch the ball consistently. We had five drops again against Texas. We have an offensive line who's giving up way too much pressure, um, and. Even though the running game is better than it has been, we're missing explosion out of the running game. We're missing explosive running plays. This team on offense is missing a lot. RVK fill in this blank. Marshall is to being the best team in West Virginia as blank is to blank. Marshall is to being the best team in West Virginia as bull is to crap. Okay? It's bull crap. Do not compare schedules. Do not compare talent. Do not compare West Virginia now that they've gotten into a stride. West Virginia would beat Marshall on a neutral field. They'd be favored in Vegas without question on a neutral field. I do respect Marshall's uh, defense. I think their quarterback's going to be really special, but they're not better than West Virginia. They've not beaten us in 12 tries, and they wouldn't beat us in the 13th if it was this year. Marshall is the best team in West Virginia as iron sulfide is to gold. Do y'all know what iron sulfide is? Yeah, rust. It's called fool's gold. Oh, yeah. It looks good. It's shiny. It looks like gold. But up against a real thing? Nah, G. Yah trick yah. I'm not a hater on Marshall. Marshall's doing his thing in their conference. Hey, what what are you what are you supposed to do? Beat the teams on your schedule. What is Marshall doing? Beating the teams on their schedule. Hey, hey, praise and props. But don't get it twisted. You couldn't handle our defense. We'd run the ball all over you. 
and we'd win the game, and I'm not questioning that at all. We'd be, I think we'd win by 10 points. So I call you iron so fine. You're fool's gold to real gold. Sorry for you. RVK fill in this final blank. Watching the Notre Dame versus Clemson game had you feeling blank. My word is nostalgic, Brandon. That's what I was going with. Nostalgic, man, because that game could have been played in the 70s. You could have watched a game and thought you were in the 80s. You could have watched that game and thought you were in the 90s. Wow. Night game, South Bend, a lot of running the ball, not super spread offenses. Clemson had a little bit. They threw the ball up and down, but it was nostalgic, man. It was my offensive line versus your defensive line. My defensive line versus your offensive line. It was amazing. Another word is amazing, but I'll go with nostalgic because it just had me in my feels like this is why we love college football. When you think of college football, Notre Dame Clemson on Saturday night was exactly what you picture. I'm going nostalgic as well, but my nostalgia is different. I was nostalgic for the days that we were in these games. I was nostalgic for the days that West Virginia was in games that mattered. I was nostalgic for the days that West Virginia was winning games that mattered on national television late in the season, in November. That's what I missed. And it just reminded me that it's it's possible to rise from the ashes to come back and to be that because Notre Dame has not been that for a long time. And they haven't beaten a number one team in, I think, almost 30 years. So this was nostalgia for me that – thinking back 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 on all of what West Virginia has done in the past and what they can do in the future. Well, those are our feelings. Our feelings on fill in the blank. I am I'm, I'm actually pumped. I want to know what you guys feel about fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. Let us know on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Get at us, RVK. Rat me voice. All right, here we go, man. The Texas game loss. We went to Austin. We caught that L. We came back with a loss, a very close loss, but we lost. A lot of feelings going around, a lot of hurt, emotion. Um, are there reasons to feel positive? I don't know. We'll get into that. But I am here, Jeremy J.N. Phoenix with RVK, the Raspy Voice Kids, along with my brother, Brandon Phoenix. I also hate Pitt. He's in the building. What up? It's B. Fiend. I also hate Pitt. And here we go. 17-13 lost loss in Austin. A game that was hotly contested. A close game through and through. And yet we come up on the short end of it. Now we can get into the goods and the bads and and you know the uglies and what you thought and where you thought. But I think it's it's only right. I just want to dive in and jump to the biggest elephant in the room right now, which is the fourth and one calls, Brandon. We lost 17-13. Two times down in their red zone. We went for it on fourth and one. Neil Brown made the call. I'm assuming Neil Brown made the call. If he didn't, he's head coach. So he made the call anyway. What's the uh, what's the thoughts on that, man? Fourth and one. I know hindsight's 20-20, but in the moment, how'd you feel? In the moment, I was okay with it. In the moment, I was okay with it. I preferred to kick the field goal. So if you asked me, I would have said, let's kick the field goal. But I was okay with the fact that he went for it. Okay. Um, I kind of was too. I kind of was too. I I wanted the first, the second field goal definitely had to go for it. For me, fourth and one, that late in the game, you got to go for it now. 
the first field goal unequivocally in the moment, I felt kick the field goal, take the points, take the points. Points aren't a premium in this game. There's not a whole lot of scoring going on. Um, and the biggest thing for me is I thought, I know there's analytics to say if you go for it on fourth and one, this helps your chances so much. And they were talking about how that that really does factor in. But for me, on a pure football perspective, you kick the field goal, now you're down less than three points. You kick the field goal, you're down one point, and a field goal wins a game. Take the field goal. I know it hurts not to try to go for it, but kick the field goal and give us an opportunity. How do you feel about the no-call P.I.? You know what? I, I see people pointing fingers and saying the refs took this from us, and I can't feel that way. I feel like when you had an opportunity – all right, so there's certain games where refs really did take the game from us. The 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 the, the block out of bounds uh, against Oklahoma a few years ago, what a terrible call, and I'm saying the refs took that from us. In this game, the refs can't take something from you if you do what you're supposed to. And what I mean is – um. Winston Wright, and I'll say his name out loud because if he has aspirations to go to NFL, this is what they're going to do. He played a good game, but he had one big drop. How do you not catch that ball cleanly across the middle that hits you in the chest the first or the second time? You catch that you catch that ball, they have no opportunity to go review. You catch that ball cleanly that hits you right in the hands, we win the game. So for me, I can't, you know, I look at the pass interference later on, bad call. But we had opportunities in the game to take it out of the referee's hands. Playing Texas in Texas is like playing Oklahoma in Oklahoma. It's like playing Kansas in basketball in, in, in Fog Allen Arena. It's like playing Notre Dame in Notre Dame and Ohio State in Ohio State. You've got to win. You've got to take it out of the referee's hands. And in this particular game, we did not. That drop in the end zone was huge because if you catch it cleanly, a ball you should have caught cleanly, we don't have to worry about the zebras. I agree. I agree. And if we kick the field goals and make the field goals, then we win the game 19-17. We don't have to worry about the zebras yet again. The other thing I'll say about cheating or people who complain about the refs is Sean Mahone easily could have been kicked out of that game. Amen. Amen. I thought he was going to be kicked out of that game. That one was far more egregious than the Tony Fields one, I thought. And, they and, didn't I, kick- and I feel, and I feel like if they kick Sean Mahomes out, I would feel way more. Maybe the refs ripped us off, but because early on they gave us a break. Say what you want; it wasn't that egregious of a penalty, but yet and still, it was by the definition, by the letter of the law, it was helmet to helmet. They could have thrown him out, but yet they kept him in the game, which was huge. Therefore, I can give you a little le- not leniency, but I. I can't be all, oh, you're trying to rip us off. Because if you're trying to rip us off, then you'd have thrown him out the game. Yep, that's how I feel 100%. I don't feel like we got cheated. I feel like Letty being hurt did not help. Clearly, Letty was not 100%. Alex Hingfield got more run, which I like Alex Hingfield overall. But Alex Hingfield is not the back that Letty Brown is. He's just not. And I like I like Sink, but, man, we got to develop a number two running back who can really do the job. And I'm not saying this is all Sink's fault. All I'm saying is there's a clear – drop off when Letty leaves the game. And a lot of times when you have a number one running back who's that good, you're going to see a little drop off. But we see a significant drop off. So well, I don't know. Not always. Is- not always. Alex Hingfield averages 5.4 yards per carry in wins. He averages 1.7 yards per carry in losses. So I think there's there's more going on than just Alex Hingfield running. I think you have to look at the offensive line as but well. Then again, but the, yeah, that's true. But then again, who are we, who who's he running against in the wins? 
Eastern Kentucky, Baylor, anybody can run against them. What I see with Letty is Letty breaking that first. What I see is Letty breaking that first tackle, making the right read. I'm not coming at sync. I'm just saying there's a clear drop off when when Letty leaves the game. You are coming at sync. You are. I'm just saying. Look, look. Not vindictively. Not vindictively. Analytically, though, look look yes. at the running yards per carry between Sink and Letty, even in the Texas game. It's a difference. I think Sink had like three yards per carry a little bit over. Sink had like six rushes for five yards. And I granted five, six carries isn't that many or however many he had. But I do just feel a different dynamic, a different hole watching, uh, a break tackling ability of Letty that – we just we need to develop a second running back who can do that. I th- I feel like Sink is more of a third down back, more of a swing up, you know, the ball out wide, pass out wide. I don't think he's a first and second down back. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there's nothing really to say about that besides that I agree. The defense yet again showed up and showed out. They played ball, holding the number one offense who was averaging, I believe, 44 points a game. They held them to 17, 17 points, Jeremy, in can Texas talk about- at DKR. Yeah, can we talk about that that third or fourth and one stop? I oh, know yes. it was early in the game. That was huge. That's the most uh, most excited I've been in a long time. Taxery, At- Tony Fields, and Dylan Tonkery. They finished it off. They didn't let him get that first down. I was so pumped to watch our defense do its thing. We gave up seven points on the first drive. After that, we held Texas to ten points for the rest of the game. That defense, man... I was uh I you know I was one of those who was like hey let's wait and see I think they're solid but let's see how good they really are when we play better competition. Well now the big boys of Texas roll in all that beef up front and we still man we made the adjustments which also not just hats off to the players hats off to the coaching staff to to make the adjustments and to shore up where we need to be shore, shored up. Man, it was nice to see and more importantly, look, I'm all in on the defense. I should have been before I'm just saying, I wanted to see them play a real opponent. They did, and they locked down, and they showed their class. That, for me, was a thing. Is I, They passed my eye test. They passed my eye test early on. They were fast. They gang-tackled. They flew to the ball. They passed my eye test, and they proved it. They backed it up against Texas. So I was, I was prepared for the defense to be as good as they were. I'm ready for them to continue to be that way for the rest of the season. They've shown they can do it. There's no reason for there to be a real drop-off. And there's not been any real significant injuries. Barring any COVID issues, we should be good to go against TCU. So what about the offense? <sighs> Look, I've, I've, I've been the biggest advocate of, of Deggie. I felt like he's played well. He threw for over 300 well, yards again. Pro football focus two weeks in a row. Uh, Nike on this last week had him, you know, around 90% as an overall. He he played well. But the problem with me, Brady, all right, so he went 35 for 50, 317 yards. He missed some um, good, good uh, clutch passes. But for me, I guess it's more of an Adam Benaric, Pat White thing. Adam Benaric wouldn't turn the ball over, but wouldn't necessarily force it the times it needed to be forced. I understand we're dealing with drop passes. My point is this. When we play good defenses, and I know everybody will say, well, they're good defenses. That's what makes them good defenses. I don't care how many yards you have. I care about points. Oklahoma State, we had 13 points. Texas, we had 13 points. We were moving the ball. Second half, we made the adjustments to start throwing it outside on bubble screens because the run wasn't working necessarily. We moved the ball. We got in the red zone five times. 
five times in the red zone. One time we scored. I'm sorry. We need – I'm not putting this all on Deggy. All I'm saying is the offense isn't working. If it was working, we'd be scoring more points. I don't know. You know, maybe you could talk about the line or the drop passes or maybe the over – but I don't care. We have to do something different because 13 points isn't good enough. Yeah, but I, my thing is you can't put it on the quarterback when you have five drop passes, including a touchdown pass. I agree. You can't put it on the quarterback when the offensive line was charged with nine pressures, five from the right tackle position. A total of three of the four hits that were allowed came from that same player, and they all and he also gave up a sack. How many running yards did uh, did did Diggy have? Well, that's a good question. So, so that's so for me, the reason why I can't put on the quarterback is because when you know pressure's coming, I don't remember seeing him break the coverage and take off running. He refuses to run, refuses. And I'm not sure if this is the coaching staff saying keep the ball on the fake handoff or or keep going. But either either way, this is something the whole state of West Virginia has been yelling about the whole time. When you fake the handoff or you give the handoff or, or if it's a true option, can he keep it? Is it a true option? Maybe it's not a true option. It is a true Maybe option. He's kept, he kept it one time. He scored a touchdown so, on that one time. So we have to keep – like he has to run. That's the reason why I put it on him. You have to run. You have to take off. You have to make the defense honor that. Quit playing conservative, Jarrett Deggy. Take off. Go. Go get it. When you talk about the offensive line not being strong enough, when you talk about the receivers dropping passes, there's times when it opens up where you can run. If you can run, take off. I need to see that because 13 points isn't going to cut it. And when the defense knows that you're not going to run, that's another weapon off the table. Yeah. I mean, I hear your passion, and I agree. Running does make a difference because it makes the defense think. Even if you only get one or two yards, the defense has to think, and they can't just react. People want to talk about, oh, well, Texas Texas defense is big. and Yeah, they have NFL players, and yeah, their defensive line's big. Yeah, you can say all the stuff about Texas' defense. What I know are the facts. We scored 13 points. Texas Tech scored 56 points on them. TCU scored 33 points on them. Oklahoma scored 53 points on them. Oklahoma State scored 34 points on them. The only team who had a who had a showing like us was Baylor. And even Baylor scored three points more than we scored on them because they scored 16, we only scored 13. The only team all season who scored as tiny po- amount of points on this Texas defense that people want to act like is so vaunted. I don't even know if that's the right word, but either way. So good is UTEP the first game of the year. Yes, that's right. The University of Texas El Paso scored three points on Texas. So why is it, again, with all these teams, we're the only one who scores 13? I'm sorry. I know there's a thing to be said about teams getting better as the season goes along, but when I see opportunities to run from the quarterback position and it's not happening game after game after game after game, I start saying, hey, we got to figure out some way to put points on the board. Yeah, I agree. We got to find ways to put points on the board. What's your solution? Double G. That's what I thought you were going to say. So Let him what- get some snaps. I'm saying this another week. I'm not just one of these guys who's saying, oh, put the backup quarterback in. Because everybody says that one thing. Yeah, of course you're not saying put the backup quarterback in because he's not the backup quarterback. He's a third string quarterback. I'm saying go third on him, all right? Let him get some plays. <laughs> Let the defense honor his running ability. What's it going to hurt? 
We're only putting 13 points up anyway. Yeah. What's it going to hurt? Yeah, but unfortunately, you're dealing with a conservative coach who sees improvement in his team. He's saying, "Oh, every- he's not. Oh, he's not that conservative. He went for two times on fourth and one." Yeah, but that's not as risky as it sounds, especially not in this day and age. He's a conservative coach. He's not putting his third string quarterback in. It's not going to happen. What I would like to see them do is more some what they do with the Saints, some Taysom Hill type stuff with Garrett Green. Get more creative with the offense. Garrett Green not taking snaps, but Garrett Green being in, um, looking like he's going to take snaps. Or even coming in, going in motion. That's right. Snap. Hey, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying start Garrett Green. I'm saying let him get some snaps throughout the game just to mix it up a little bit. All right. Let's jump to TCU because they've got another no, one. No, of those- no, 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 no. I, I, let me just say this one thing real quick. I also don't understand why we're not getting TJ ball, TJ Simmons, the ball more. He had four catches for 74 yards. Every time you go to him, he makes a big play game before this. He had 53 yards on two catches. It seems like every time you throw the ball, TJ Simmons way, he makes a play. I'm not sure what's going on. We need to make a more concentrated effort to get little Fufu the ball. Yeah, I believe it too. And Isaiah Asdell earned his stripes too. Oh yeah, man, that dude killed it. Hold on, I'm glad you brought him up. What a catch! We how long have we been complaining about these 50-50 balls? Asdell showed up, man. What yeah. a catch! What a play! What a fight! Yep. That's how you earn more snaps. Yep, 100. percent So. We'll see. The receivers got a lot of work to do. Um, the team is definitely better than it was last year at this point, but there's a lot of work to be done. Now, the work starts again, this time at home against TCU. Texas Christian University, the Horn Frogs come in. They've got a quarterback named Max Duggan, Jeremy. Max Duggan is going to run the ball. We know this. He's a ball. He's, <laughs> he runs the ball so much. Um, they easily could be 5-1 and one right now, to be honest. But and the problem and the problem with West Virginia's defense, not just West Virginia's defense, but all defenses have problems when a quarterback can just break out and run. Yep, Duggan's been hurt. He's been banged up some. If he's healthy, we might be in some trouble. Um, their offensive line's not very good, but like you said, what happens is when there's a breakdown. So we might get pressure, but if there's a breakdown, he can take off, and that's where you have to worry about the guy. Um, so he was eleven for twenty-three for seventy-three yards last week. And he had an interception, but he ran for 154 yards and three scores, including runs of 48 yards and 81 yards, which is ridiculous for a quarterback. So I'm worried about him breaking contain. I'm worried about him putting pressure on our defense. If our corners continue to play the way they do, it allows us to put a spy on him, Tony Fields preferably, um, and just let our defensive line get after him. They yeah, also have to the- – Huh? I was gonna say we're definitely gonna have to put a spy on him. Um, if he's that quick, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna have to do something to to, to keep him in the pocket or to just spy him in the pocket. Um, they're not, you know, last week they had a great offensive output, thirty eight points, but the weeks before that against Oklahoma, who nobody's gonna really say is a great defense, they only scored fourteen. Uh, Kansas State they only scored fourteen. Granted, that's not a great litmus test sometimes. Um, because, like I said, excuse me, the last two weeks they went over 30 points against Baylor and Texas Tech. But our defense, as we've seen against Texas, is good enough. It's just can we contain him getting outside the pocket? Yep. 
And their defense is always it's froggy, like always. Gary Patterson's always going to have a good defensive team. And again, that's what they have. Now, they weren't getting to the quarterback that well until recently, of course. That 4-2-5 is now gearing up and getting going. They're getting after the quarterback. Uh, Garrett Wallow had a big tackle against uh, Texas. That was uh, – he. he's a senior linebacker. He, he made a big tackle against Texas. He's one of the guys you want to watch for. He's uh, not alone, though. O'Shawn Mathis. Had a three-sack game, and freshman Kahari Coleman is a sack machine himself. He leads the nation in he leads the nation in tackles for loss by a freshman, so he's looking like he's going to be a freshman All-American. Um, and they have a couple of safeties who are really good, who are looking to be draft picks coming up in the near future. So we have our hands full offensively yet again. But you know what? Here's the thing: How many times do we play a team where their leading passer is also their leading rusher? This kid has six touchdowns. On 329 yards. So it just makes me feel like if we can play limited defensive line, um, obviously we only play three. Um, if we can't, if we can force hit them to run the ball, you know what I mean? Yeah. Force them to throw, run the ball. Don't put in uh, Dugan, Duggan, whatever his name is, Duggan's nice hands. Duggan. Force hit them to run the ball. Hey. You want to take the underneath stuff? We'll give you the underneath stuff. You want to go three yards every play? We'll let you go three yards if you can do it and sustain a drive. But he is their first, second, and last option on offense. Keep the ball out of his hands. Yep, I agree. So Vegas agrees too. They got us what three point three point uh favorites three, right now. Yeah, but that's basically basically giving us home field advantage because it was, that basically means if it was a neutral game, it'd be a toss up. ESPN gives us. A 52.5% chance of winning, so it's going to be a close one. At least that's what people think. We don't know what to expect, but I do ex- I do hope for a good game. You know what? I think we <laughs> – I can say this every week. I think we win. We should have won last week, but I think we win. Our defense is good enough. If our offense can come up with a few plays, you know, if we can get to that 28-point mark, we'll win the game. I say we win 20-17. to 17. Okay. I don't see There's any reason we lose a TCU this week. Other than I'm rooting for him, I don't either. Yeah. All right, that wraps it up for us. That's the RVK. A little long this week, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the extra segment. Get at your boys when you get the chance on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, however you want to do it. Get at us. Podcast Network.